Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for being with us again. Our privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. Here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, where you and I have the opportunity to rationally and and reasonably uh, talk about the issues of the day, discuss them in in, uh, calm ways, and, uh, and also look at how they affect you and me here in the Central Valley. Valley of California. So thanks for being part of that mix here on the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, one of the issues, of course, that we've been following with interest uh, over the past couple of months has been the, the recall petition uh, of Governor Gavin Newsom. And of course, right now, the signatures uh, of the uh, signers of that petition are under scrutiny to make sure that they qualify for the petition. And uh, that process, I believe, ends uh, towards the end of the month, around April 29. Well, uh, we also want to keep uh, pace with the uh, the other side of the coin in terms of the recall, and uh, that deals with uh, an organization and a movement that's uh, afoot at the moment to uh, take a look at uh, the signers of the petition and make sure they, uh, they really want to uh, be on the petition and possibly to offer them the opportunity to to uh, take their signatures off. So joining us is uh, a man involved in that. We know him uh, well here in the state of California. Uh, he is Don Parada. He's uh, formerly the president pro tem of the California State Senate. And uh, uh, Mr. Parada, thank you for taking time to be with us today on the Mike Douglas Show. We appreciate you dropping by. Thank you for asking uh, so tell us, uh, give us, first of all, the, the broad brush, 32,000-foot uh, look down on what your effort is uh, attempting to accomplish and where you are in the process at the moment. Well, it's kind of a collision of two, uh, two elements. One was the uh, recall had been kind of perking along. And then all of a sudden, they uh, needed more time. They went to court to get another 120 days. So that struck me and some others that this is, wasn't perhaps as uniformly enthusiastic as they were making it out to be. And the other thing is that uh, by the time this thing was launched and where we are today, California has changed considerably. I mean, uh, you know, this is a referendum on, on uh, Governor Newsom, there's no question about it. Uh, but he was running plays with no playbook, and uh, there were some mistakes made, there's no question, but they were made in worse places than California to a much more difficult conclusion. So I started asking people, you know, everybody has to have a poll, so I run around like I have a poll in my head. And I started asking people that I knew that signed it, would they do it again? And too many of them, and this was probably a sampling of a dozen a couple of them in my family, um, and they <laughs> yeah. said no. You know, they were you know they were angry at the time, uh, particularly men. You know, we tend to get very emotionally angry, and then we forget what we've done. But uh, a number of people also said, I don't know. I signed it at a supermarket, and there were like four other signature signings going on. One was for tobacco, one was for gaming. So a couple of us got together, some, you know, uh, idle time guys and uh, that I work with over the years in politics and in, in the Senate. And we just decided, well, let's find out what this is really about. And so we did. And uh, we started getting ourselves organized. We got familiar with the law. And the irony of the whole thing is, uh, and I, I had to have someone point it out to me because I frankly didn't remember, but in 2003, I was chairing the elections and redistricting committee. That's when that was the last decade that we actually drew our own lines. And there was uh, in August, a bill came to the committee. It was a constitutional amendment that would have uh, basically uh, reaffirmed open government, uh, open access to all elements of the electoral process. And I didn't know at the time that uh, the only provision in law that protects anybody, their signatures or their right to, to privacy is this one thing. And the question is why? 
And so uh, we talked to some uh, some legal beagles, and they thought that there was a pretty good chance that the Constitution, the California Constitution, not the U.S., right. would uh, supersede this other thing. So that's where we are right now, and we you know, sort of perfunctorily sent a letter out. We didn't think they'd respond positively, but you know, you learn to exhaust every remedy before you go to court, and so that's where we are today. Thank you for bringing up uh, 2003, and let's go back there and park on that just for a a moment and and help us get some clarity on it. Are are you saying that the the only provision that uh, says that you you can't uh, pull the curtain behind and and look at what's there is this recall process that uh, according to existing law that you're not allowed to see who has signed the petitions is is that my understanding or am i not correct on that no no you're you're exactly on the money It's, it's the only shrouded or inaccessible document if you were to sign a petition for uh, to ban sugar uh, in uh, in drinks, and I wanted to oppose that, I could get every single signature and find out who signed it, and then begin to explore why, and that becomes sort of the element in a campaign of defense or offense. So, uh, if you can go do it in every other condition, every other way, you run for office, twenty people have to sign up and say they're for you. Uh, it just was an anomaly. There's no question about it. I don't think it, it somehow, you know, we don't do these recalls every day. So uh, it was only when a couple of people who have, I guess, nothing better to do with their time, uh, like me, uh, check this out. So uh, it is, the question is, why would this be secret? And the fact that they so vociferously defended it made me even more suspicious. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's worthy of looking at. And, uh, I don't think you'll find that the, uh, the the Secretary of State will take a position. I think she probably will flip it over to the courts. And uh, so we don't have a lot of time, but we have enough time. So when you wrote the letter uh, to the recall committee, basically that is, uh, it, it, I guess as you describe it, sort of a due process element. You're exhausting all uh, measures that, that you have to gain access to those names before you file a lawsuit or, or go to court. Is is that the strategy that, that you're implying? That's, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, that, that is correct. And, uh, and, you know, the uh, I've never been a big fan of settling anything in courts. That was why I was a legislator, not a lawyer. But, um, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. So let's let's talk about uh, let, let's say that you are given access to the, the signatures regardless of the process, whether it's the uh, petitioners yeah, sure. or, you know, let, let's say that legally you are given access uh, to those names. How do you contact them? How, what, what's the process? Is it done by mail, phone, email, social media? How do you make contact with these people who have signed the petition, assuming that you get legal permission to do so? That's well, a good question. And first of all, we, we will put away our Ouija boards. <laughs> we, we won't have to use those any longer, which is pretty close to where we would be right now. Uh, the process is relatively simple, but you have to get a, a, a proactive decision made by the signer. So if we had all the names, we would, we would uh, program them and then mail out uh, what's commonly called two-way mail in our business. Uh, there would be... Uh, a, postcard attached to a tear-off. One would be a message delivered by Kamala Harris or somebody, you know, relatively popular and known. And then uh, the second part of it would be completely filled out with all the information that appears on an affidavit, the voting affidavit. And then, you know, you sign here. It would be, the posters would be prepaid. And so the most difficult thing would be to walk it down and put it in the mailbox. But um, that's never a sure thing. I mean, you know, politics and, and the politicians are not the most popular things these days. So uh, we would also have a chase program, which means that uh, we would have, and we would use volunteers as much as possible, 
they would call Don Parada and they say, you've received this. Uh, are you inclined to do it? And then try to engage them in conversation and encourage them uh, to uh, put the ballot there. Remember, uh, there is a finite number of these ballots that have to be, or uh, signatures that have to be rescinded because uh, when the, when the first, when they came up short and they asked for more time, they were right on the Mendoza line. You know, in baseball, that's two, batting 200. They were right there. So I don't think they're going to have a lot more because the last seven days they went out, they went out on the street. They hired uh, petition gatherers that get, you know, that, that's when you run into they're doing three or four in a row because they get paid by the signature. So there's a finite number there that uh, you could get to pull back. And if it gets within a range, then, you know, the same way that you have a right for a recount in an election, you could also exercise that. So there are a lot of variables here. Uh, you know, I'd be the last person to say this is a slam dunk. It's going to be easy. We'd have to use social media uh, primarily. Uh, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I like radio. I like AM radio. I'm old enough to remember AM radio. So uh, we'd have to do a, a lot of different things. But the bottom line is you got to get him to sign a piece of paper. We're talking with Don Parada. He's the former president pro tem of the California State Senate, and uh, he's heading up an effort uh, to be able to find out who the signatories are to the uh, petition uh, to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. Again, you're listening uh, to Don Parada here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Mr. Prada, as, uh, so, so to review very quickly, just to make sure that I have a good handle on this, uh, if you are given legal access to the signatures, uh, you would send them mailers uh, that would enable them to uh, have a, a pre-printed out sheet, so to speak, mail that back, and then uh, their names, uh, if they want, would be removed from the petition. Uh, you also mentioned possible phone calls on, on, on follow-up. Uh, out of curiosity, is there any triage method that you would use to say, well, you know, these these names we know, uh, you know, might be more amenable to having their names taken off? I mean, without the Ouija board you were talking about, uh, is there any kind of triage you plan well, there, or is it just are you are you going to be yeah, approaching most people? No, I think you know, I I have my own bias, and I believe that probably the People who are most tuned in to what's going on in the state and has been going on are going to be women with children and just women generally. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we males oftentimes react very quickly and then later wish perhaps that we didn't. You know, that's where uh, you get in, in trouble in life is when you do ready, fire, aim. So I would tend to go with, uh, well, first of all, any Democrats or independents, that would be the pool. We, we would forsake any Republicans that sign it. I just don't think that's in the cards. And then we would have sort of a pecking order from that. And, uh, and so if we only have X number of volunteers and we only have X amount of time, uh, rising to the top would be the people, uh, as I said, probably uh, children, parents with children, uh, women with children particularly, uh, who would be uh, likely to think about what they did, some because they were did it in sort of a peak of anger and now they're feeling differently, or a lot of people don't even remember having done it. Uh, so that would be it. And it's, uh, uh, if it sounds like it's, it's more art than science, uh, that would be generously put. <laughs> this kind is really, this is, un, as far as I know, this is untested. No one's done this before. Yeah, well, and I was going to ask you, uh, is there any baseline that you have that would uh, maybe let you know ahead of time how likely people might be uh, to remove their names if, if they're uh, contacted in this manner? But it sounds like uh, you're maybe plowing new ground here, perhaps. Yeah, we are. As I said, my little sample, uh, I, I had about half the people I talked to said, yeah, I might, you know, I might resend it if, if you were someone like you were talking to me about it. Uh, I got something in the mail and that, they said, you know, we, you would have to be a, a very affirmative action. And the more time and energy you have to put into it, uh, the less likely you'll be able to get to the achieved goal. But um you just don't know. There was a, a recall election in the state Senate uh, two years ago, 
where an incumbent Democrat who had voted for SB1, which was a car tax, uh, gasoline tax, excuse me, uh, he was taken out. And uh, he faced the same problem. And he now, his name is Josh Newman. He now has a bill in, in the Senate that would basically do what we're trying to do in court. And that would uh, make it part of the uh, constitutional amendment and uh, be done with it. Because he couldn't find out who his accusers were. And uh, that was very personal. This is, you know, this is very personal, I'm sure, for the governor. But for Josh, they were coming after him, but he didn't know who they were. And, and, and that, that legislation, as I understand, obviously because of the timelines, will not affect this particular recall. This, this would affect things in the future. Uh, am I right on that? Yeah, and you know the irony here. If somebody had wake, awakened to this earlier, that could have been done as an urgency measure. It could have been passed, and, and as constitutional amendment would, does not need to be uh, together. It doesn't sign constitutional amendments. Uh, it, it would be over. I mean, that, that would become law immediately. It would have happened in, the, in enough time. And this would be a conversation that you probably wouldn't be wanting to have with me now because it wouldn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But nobody was paying attention to that. You know, you, you really got to be a gym rat uh, in, in politics to, to look at this stuff and, and see it. But, you know, my vintage politician, we paid a lot of, uh, a lot of attention to process, a lot of attention to nuance. Because I'm one of those guys that actually believed in negotiation and compromise. So you can't expect, you know, a Republican to support a Democratic effort unless you can make a pretty fine case. And uh, now with term limits and it's kind of the places like a bus station, it's much more difficult to do those kinds of things. Just to back up very quickly, and, and uh, in terms of timing, uh, again, we're talking to uh, Don Parada, he's former uh, state senator here in California, former president pro tem of the California State Senate, and uh, heading up uh, an effort uh, to find out if he can uh, gain access to who the signatories are to the recall petition for Governor Gavin Newsom so that he can uh, ask uh, them if they would like, uh, either by mail or by phone, if they would like to remove uh, their names. And um, uh, just just to clarify, I think, uh, and, and I'm looking back at the original petition, I don't, at the time, I don't think COVID-19 had reared its head to the effect that it was a, a really big deal in everybody's mind yet when this petition was first uh, launched. And so yeah. I, I think... A lot of signatories came when COVID-19, you know, became a, a hot issue in people's mind. Um, Mr. Prada, and, and this is totally your prerogative, we, we have several callers uh, lining up. Are you willing to take a phone call or, or would you prefer not to oh, do that? Sure. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Okay, uh, let's, go to, um, uh, let's go to John from Brentwood. Uh, John, what's, uh, what's your question for uh, Mr. Parada? Yeah, a couple of questions. A lot of it sounds to me like California backdoor politics and just continue to run the state into the ground. And I have a couple of questions. One, um, why can't they just go on with the recalls whenever they happen? And if the people change their mind, they vote no. This just seems like another idiotic thing to try and subvert something. It just It's just more California crap. Because I, I have quite a few friends that are Democrats who would like to rescind their vote for Biden. But this just to me just sounds it just stinks. And it just sounds like to me, what is wrong with California? And I'll take my question off the air. John, thanks for the well, call. Uh, Mr. Prada, is, quick, quick response there. My own bias is I would I don't think going through a recall in the next six months is in the best interest of the state of California as it's trying to come back from a very hard year and a half. Our, we're underwater economically. We're not going to continue to get money from Washington. This state's in trouble, and if we're going to have a food fight in the cafeteria in the middle of it, we all should be damned. So that's my view. All right, uh, and we'll take another very quick call. Uh, Edward from Lodi. Uh, Edward, what's your uh, comment or question for Mr. Parada? Well, first of all, I have to almost disagree 100% with what he's saying. I don't think this is a useless thing. I think 
this has taken too long in the first place. I also agree with the last gentleman. I say you do a recall and you vote, and if you change your mind, you vote differently. I think this is personal um, in terms of people maybe sign this thinking that they aren't going to be um, exploited in some way or, or shopped, and you've already admitted you're only going to talk to you know, uh, Democrats or independents. To me, this is manipulation, and I don't think – I think California's had enough of that. In fact, I think we've had too much of one party just sort of running everything, and and th- this whole recall thing should have happened, and it should still happen. And we're in the mess we're in because of the way we manage the state, because of the way we've managed the state for quite a long time, and I mean many years. And I'm sorry that you know that involves people that I'm talking to right now, but there's been a lot of selfish management and a lot of things going on, and. I believe that um, this is, first of all, just taken way too long, and I don't care whether or not our opinion is that there is a, um, I don't know, that maybe I shouldn't have done it. Well, you know, we're grown-ups, and we got to start behaving like it. we got to start accepting our decisions okay, and not Ed, going back and getting buyer's remorse. Ed, Ed we've, got to, uh, we've got to run. Thanks for your, uh, thanks for your call. Uh, Mr. Prada, any, any comment in response to Ed? No, I will agree with one thing. I think a single-party state is is a very bad thing, and I think I wish that either the moderates in the Democratic Party or the Republicans uh, would have more of an ability to persuade public policy because when it's tilted in one direction, it's unhealthy. I would agree with that completely. Don Parada, thank you so much for dropping by. We always want to hear uh, different points of view, and, and you've done a wonderful job of articulating that for us and and uh, responding well uh, to the phone calls. And so thank, uh, you, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, uh, Not at all. After April 29, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Again, uh, Don Parada has been our guest, pre- former president pro tem of the California State Senate. We've been talking about uh, uh, the recall and uh, and uh, his, uh, his mission to find out who signed it and if he can contact them and ask them if they'd like to uh, take their names off the recall. Again, uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Prada. We really appreciate uh, you being on with us. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show. We're talking uh, recall, and we uh, will be uh, taking more phone calls about what we've just been talking about, and that is uh, this effort to uh, find out who has been signing the petition and if this committee uh, can contact them and say, are you willing to uh, take your name off? Did you do it in haste or uh, not? Or do you want to leave your name on? Very interesting thing. According uh, to the law right now, uh, they're not allowed to see who those signatories are. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Again, thanks to Don Parada for being very open and honest here. And we'll be uh, continuing the conversation about this in just about four or five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Hi, Sean with the Warden's Office. Did you know Warden's is open 24-7? That's right. Just go to wardensworks.com and check out our newly designed website, office furniture as well as office supplies, and a full line of coffees and teas. Warden's has over 40,000 supply items available for free next-day delivery. That's Warden's, making your office work. And remember, like us on Facebook. Warden's Office Center, soon relocating to 4101 Technology Drive in Modesto. Warden's, making your office work with a brand-new website at wardensworks.com. Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Two problems in Lathrop, both on southbound 5. The first one is south 5 on the connector ramp to eastbound 120. That ramp closed right now uh, because of a collision. And then south 5 at Manthe is our other crash. Two cars and a big rig involved. Everybody's in the center divide with a delay from Louise Avenue. For the latest on the Valerie opening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. 
Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Armstrong and Getty here for our friends at First California Funding. And you, like us, will really appreciate having a local, knowledgeable expert you can trust for honest mortgage advice. Yeah, when you call a lot of these mega banks, you're going to be dealing with somebody that just wants to sell you something, whether it makes financial sense at all. That's once you finally get a human being. Or you can call First California Funding, talk to somebody right away that's going to give you the honest scoop on all the money that they can save you. Yeah, and their rates are every bit as good as anybody's. The service is just way better. And rates, speaking of rates, they're hovering in the 2% range. Home equity is at an all-time high. So make that five-minute call now to see if it makes sense for you. Just five minutes on the phone and get hooked with a human being fast when you call First California Funding. Oh, by the way, veterans can still get 100% financing. 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or fcfunding.com. That's fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real Estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 282458. Equal housing lender. Hi, I'm host Robin Roberts, and on a new podcast from iHeartRadio, COVID-19, Immunity in Our Community, we'll hear from Americans on the front lines, and the doctors and medical experts them and their loved ones to roll up their sleeves and get vaccinated. Listen to COVID-19 immunity in our community on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We can do this. If dogs have four legs, do they have to walk twice as much? Let canines on the move give them a new leash on life by exercising them when you can't. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150 for a free consultation. Because a walk a day keeps the vet away. From the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. This report is sponsored by TacoTimeCalifornia.com. In California, Taco Time is all the time. Visit TacoTimeCalifornia.com for offer some beef, camarena, tequila, and real California cheese and crema. Plus, great taco and margarita recipes, all at TacoTimeCalifornia.com. I'm Rob Smith, and I'm problematic. As America's favorite black gay veteran Republican, I'm problematic to the radical left because I let them know they don't own me. I'm also problematic to some on the right because I think gays and lesbians can be freedom-loving, gun-toting, red-blooded Americans just like other conservatives. My podcast, Rob Smith is Problematic, takes on the radical left and forces the right to think a little bit harder. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to Rob Smith is Problematic on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunny skies today, mid-70s. Clear skies overnight with lows dipping into the mid-40s once again. And then mostly sunny tomorrow. We'll hit the low 80s with light wind all around. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. Beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for joining us here as I uh, serve humbly as your concierge for conversation, our opportunity to talk about the issues of the day. And uh, what one of the hot issues right now is the recall effort uh, against Governor Gavin Newsom. And uh, although we've explored that in the past from the perspective uh, of uh, those supporting the recall, today we heard from Don Parada. Again, he's uh, the former uh, president pro tem of the California State Senate, and he's heading up a uh, an effort to be able to find out who signed the petition to uh, remove, uh, to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. Current law, and let me just recap a couple of these things because I, I think this is real important as we continue the discussion. By the way, the phone number here, 209-551-3483. 3483 let me ask you if if your name is on that petition or even if you were thinking about having your name on that petition but it's not uh how do you feel about uh Mr. Parada and and his people being able to access your information uh send you a mailer call you on the phone uh follow up and uh ask you or maybe persuade you to find out if you would remove your name how do you feel about that? Uh, at the moment, and and we uh, talked to him about this, at the moment, California law, again, at the moment, because there is uh, legislation pending that would change this, but at the moment, uh, 
the law is that it's about the only type of petition where you cannot pierce that shroud. In other words, uh, at the moment, they cannot legally ask the state to reveal who the people are on the petition who signed it. So what uh, Mr. Prada and his, uh, his uh, group are doing are asking the recall committee, uh, the recallgavin2020.com committee, uh, they're asking them to voluntarily give out that information. And as, as Mr. Prada said, not likely that's, that's going to happen. Uh, the state cannot release it because of existing law. And so uh, it is likely to wind up in court. How that timing works, you know, remains to be seen. Because, uh, as, as we know, the, the, those signatures are being evaluated right now to make sure that, they, uh, uh, that they're valid and that they qualify. Again, just under 1.5 million were required, uh, and the committee is saying they got about 2 million. And so Mr. Prada and his folks are, are hoping they can, uh, if, they, if they win the lawsuit, uh, hoping that they can pierce that shroud, so to speak, legally and be able to contact people. And, and like you said, they're probably not going to be contacting those who are Republicans, but they are uh, going to be contacting those who are Democrats to find out if they, if they might have signed that in haste, in his words, or whether they've, uh, they've changed their minds. Uh, again, like to hear what you think about that. If your name is on the petition or uh, if you were thinking about it, what do you think about that? Having, uh, having uh, permission for Mr. Parada and his committee to call you or to contact you by mail uh, with a follow-up call to find out if you'd like to change your mind. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, Vicki from Modesto, uh, what, what are your thoughts about this after listening uh, to Mr. Parada? Um, number one, follow the money, find out who's financing it. Number two, I signed the petition. I do not want him contacting me. I think it's privacy, and it's none of his business who signed it. You know, that, that, that's, that's interesting, and, and uh, I would line up with you on that. What I find curious and I haven't explored this, I'm taking his word for it, Vicki, is it's the only uh, recall petition-type scenario, and that for the governor, where you, uh, well, and I guess it also applies to state legislators as well, uh, but in, in this recall process, the only process where you can't see uh, who the signatories are. Um, I, I lean with you, Vicki, that if I sign it, I guess I would have an expectation of privacy. If this new uh, legislation proposed by Senator uh, Josh Newman goes forward, uh, we wouldn't have that. And I, I would hope that would be uh, told to us up front when we're signing the petition that you may be contacted. Uh, but, Vicki, thank you for, uh, for your thoughts there. And, and uh, I'm, I'm with you on this particular issue I'd be very uncomfortable because of, of what I would understand to be the rules of the game ahead of time from being contacted. Vicki, again, thanks, thanks for your thoughts there. We, uh, we really appreciate it. And um, there's, uh, there's a, a, another element here that I think is, uh, is very important, and that is the triage process. In other words... They're not going to be talking probably to Republicans, as Mr. Parada said, but most likely to Democrats. And if it's with phone calls, and that's, that, that's an interesting thing to me. With the phone call, you also have the, um, the, the obvious playing field there to apply maybe a little bit of pressure uh, verbally. And uh, those people who may be... Um, Against the recall, if they're on social media, they know you're on social media, they're against the recall, are they going to apply pressure to you there? It, it, there's a domino effect here that um, I think is somewhat concerning. Connie from Turlock, how about you? Uh, do you have any concerns about this particular proposal? I, I do. My concerns are that the liberals continue to question the voice of the people. 
We, I'm an Mexican-American woman here in California. My family was here when this was Mexico, okay? I love my ethnicity, but I am an American, and I have spoken by signing um, that petition, and so have other great Californians. We are tired of the rules for the um, elite politicians, and we are tired, the people, of being crushed by government. And so we have spoken, and they need to accept that. And so, Connie, you, you would feel that this would be uh, government overreach uh, and, and a violation of, of your privacy rights? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm mad as hell about it. And I think other people need to get mad as hell because Californians have been suffering for a long time. We think someone else is going to do it for us. But we need to stand up against these elite politicians that think they know better than the people of this great state. Connie, thank you for your spunk. I love it when I hear people get very passionate uh, about that. And thank you. Thank you for your thoughts. We appreciate that very much, and, and thanks for being a listener. Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you calling in today, uh, David uh, from Salida. David, you seem to have some uh, concerns there as well. What what's on your mind regarding this process? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, first of all, the gentleman that just spoke and he said it's too late in the game. That it's never too late in the game when somebody screws up this bad to have a recall in my opinion i understand this it's expensive it's time consuming and uh it, it gets in the way of other things but we're so messed up now i think we do need to make a change second of all when i go vote or when i sign a recall position um, petition i don't need my name or information released when i vote we, we they don't even know who it is i wish we'd go sign up to vote and show our driver's license i'm good for that mm-hmm. but we, we do this recall, and I understand they need our information because we don't do it in a certified polling place, and they need to identify that the person is actually who they claim to be, and I like that part. But once they certify that the person is who they claim to be, then that's when the signature and everything needs to disappear. It's no different than I went and, and voted. And when we vote, it's between us and no one else. Uh, you you ask me to my face, and I look you in the eye. I'll tell you who I voted for every time without a problem. But I don't want information released to go to this new cancel culture. Um, we got people running around nuts that are just trying to ruin people over things. Uh, my name is private when I go vote or when I sign a recall. I did sign, um, but it's just so they could they could certify who I was, and I feel that that's where it should end. David, I think you've brought up a salient point, one that we haven't talked about yet, and that is the abuse of this privilege, if it's granted under this new legislation by uh, Senator Josh Newman, or if uh, there is a lawsuit and uh, the courts say, yes, uh, State of California, you must release the names and the information of those who signed that petition. Uh, You brought up a great point, David, and that is in our cancel culture of today, that possibly could mean your job that that could mean uh people uh, uh taking you off of twitter perhaps uh, twitter doesn't like it i mean we've seen so much abuse of the first amendment here david i i think that's a that's a great point and and thank you for bringing it up thanks thanks for having me and i think you're exactly right and that's what i was talking about Somebody that works for the government might have a problem with that. Somebody that's simply a teacher, mm. if it comes out and everybody sees it, that could be a problem. So that, that should be between them and, and who they want to release it to, not not public information. David, thanks so much. Appreciate thanks. your call to gay today and uh, the points that uh, you've made, especially regarding the potential abuse of, of cancel culture. You see, friends, how important it is to have these conversations. Iron sharpening iron creates sparks sometimes, but that's a good thing because we learn from each other and we, we take an issue like, a, 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 like looking at a diamond and, and, and we rotate it and we look at every single facet that we can. And out of that, we can make good decisions. It's, it's when we only look at it from one way 
that I think uh, we, we get into a, uh, a rabbit hole and get very, uh, very blinded and, and, and tunnel vision-ish uh, regarding a particular issue. And so I, thank you so much for, uh, for your calls, and we're going to continue the conversation about uh, the petition uh, to recall Governor Gavin Newsom and uh, the potential lawsuit, uh, and a court may decide, yep, uh, state, you can release the names and the information of those who were on that petition. We're talking about how you would react to that if your name's on it or even if you were thinking about having your name on it. We'll continue that conversation in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, you are on the brakes all the way to 5, beginning as far back as Grantline Road. And it's on North 5 where there are some more delays waiting for you right around 120. Southbound 5 uh, in Lathrop, tied up 2. Right at 120, there's a crash. You're backed up into French Camp. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Are you successful and responsible? Yes. Do you need a car, yet unexpected credit issues are making that impossible? Yes. Have you heard of CreditYes.com? Well, now you have. They understand that real people can have real problems. In just minutes, CreditYes.com will get you pre-approved for an auto loan so you can confidently walk into the dealership. No embarrassments, no rejections, just a fresh start. When you think credit, think yes. Think CreditYes.com. That's CreditYes.com. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're working full-time, running errands, or at home with all the kids, Canines on the Move is here to help give your pets the attention they deserve. Exercising our animals promotes weight control, digestive health, and alleviates destructive behavior and hyperactivity. When your schedule is packed, call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. That's 209-226-1150 because a walk a day keeps the vet away. Hey, it's Clay Travis from Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to listen to the Outkick the Coverage podcast for the most informed, outspoken, and fearless commentary in all of sports. Just search for Outkick the Coverage in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your renter's insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy. Except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need. So there's that. I mean, look. So beautiful. So empty again. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com trial. I had a knee issue where my knee gradually was getting sore, and then after a while, it just... David, a patient at Modesto Physical Medicine, even driving a car was a struggle. Getting in the car, I'd have to lean over towards the passenger seat and bring it in straight leg. Physical activity and working out was out of the question. It bothers me a lot. It's still in the back of my mind that I may not be able to do it ever again. But Modesto Physical Medicine changed all of that by treating David with non-surgical regenerative cell treatments done right in the office. No downtime for David and other patients. Within week one after the injection, the pain was starting to go away by week two i can bend it a lot modesto physical medicine uses state-of-the-art pain management that helps your body heal itself i'm back at the gym again working out with my trainer modesto physical medicine just blocks north of memorial hospital in modesto call for your complimentary consultation today 209-838-3434 call now 838-3434 
There are big news stories that big tech and liberal media hide from you every day. We tell you what those stories are on the Ben Ferguson Show podcast. Download the Ben Ferguson podcast on the iHeart podcast, wherever you get your podcasts right now. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you again for being a part of the family here on the Mike Douglas Show as we take on the issues of the day that directly affect you and me right here in the Central Valley of California. And again, it really is my privilege to serve as your live and local concierge for conversation. And as we look at some of these tough things like privacy issues regarding the recall, uh, petition for Governor Gavin Newsom. Today we've been talking about uh, the movement to be able to lift the shroud off of the signatories to that petition uh, so that those on the other side who oppose uh, the recall of Governor Gavin Newsom would be able to find out who signed the petition and uh, then mail uh, them a mailer and uh, contact them by phone, find out if they'd like to change their mind. By the way, that is part of the law. I think we understand that, uh, that after the signatures are approved and they are certified by the state, there is then, uh, I'm doing this from memory, I believe 30 days uh, over which uh, people who have signed the petition can go back and say, nope, changed my mind, I, uh, I want to take my name off the petition. Of course, that would affect whether the petition is still valid if enough people uh, decide to remove their names. And, uh, and so what we're talking about today is existing law says the state is not allowed to release those names nor the information behind those names. Uh, what Mr. Parada and his, uh, and his group uh, intend to do is they're first of all asking if the recall petition folks would give them that information, and of course the answer has been no uh, on that. Obviously the state can't do it because it would violate law, and so it may well wind up in court. Now whether it would wind up in court and there would be a decision uh, in, in time for the, uh, that to affect the uh, election where we decide to check the box yes or no, should Gavin Newsom be uh, removed as the governor of California, whether that would time out in terms of, of that, we don't know. We don't have that crystal ball. Uh, but the issue we've been talking about is uh, the assumption, at least at this point, of those who have signed the petition that their signatures uh, would be held confidential. And so uh, we'd still love to hear your opinion on that here at 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, just uh, on another subject, if you um, received uh, the Pfizer vaccine, you may have heard uh, that the Pfizer CEO saying that a, uh, is saying that a booster shot is going to be likely needed within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated. Uh, how do you feel about that? The, the people will likely need a third shot within 12 months, according to Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, B-O-U-R-L-A. And, uh, and then there's also been some discussion that perhaps you may have to be, uh, you may have to be vaccinated annually in order to stay immune uh, to the virus. Was, <laughs> I, I think for those that have uh, had the vaccine and signed up for the vaccine and, and such, uh, you may have wanted to know that ahead of time. Now, perhaps uh, they didn't know that ahead of time, but uh, that, that may be something that is concerning to you if you've had the, the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, that you may need a third shot within 12 months, and uh, there may be a possibility that you would need to continue uh, to have uh, have to be vaccinated uh, every year as well. And uh, we also were talking about the uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine yesterday. Some of the problems in uh, in distribution. Remember. Uh, a week or two ago, there was a mix-up with uh, another, the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine as well. They had to take so many 
uh, of those doses off the market. And uh, there was a review of that yesterday by government health advisors, and there was some thought that they might clear Johnson & Johnson uh, to, uh, to start giving vaccines again. However, at the latest word we've received, it looks like they're going to put the brakes on that, at least for the time being, and, uh, and wait, to see, uh, wait to see what happens. So, uh, again, some interesting, uh, interesting things there uh, uh, for those of you who have already received the vaccine. Um, I don't know, are you excited about having to do it every year, or do you think, well, that's, that's, that's part of, uh, that's par for the course. That's something I'm willing to do to remain uh, inoculated. We'll see how that, uh, how that works out. Uh, program note coming up, 4 o'clock today. Of course, the uh, Trevor Carey Show comes on every, uh, every day following us here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, today, Trevor is going to be talking about, do you want to be a cop in today's environment? <laughs> As an ex-cop? I can answer that question right now. I, I got to be honest with you. I would have second, third, maybe fourth, fifth, and sixth, up to 10th, and maybe 20th thoughts about signing up to be a police officer today. Honorable thing I did a long time ago. In today's environment, I don't know that uh, I don't know that I would want to do that. All right. Thank you for joining us today. See you tomorrow, 3 o'clock here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.